This is Animal Radio. The summer giveaway is getting bigger and bigger. It does it every year, so it's no surprise. It starts in July, late July, and ends by September 30th. All the prizes, the package, it actually takes a whole room to uh, (laughs) hold all of this stuff. And uh, there's a big postage bill. In fact, I, I remember one year we actually had to take the Alpha Dog broadcast vehicle and deliver oh, the prize we delivered package. delivered it personally, Because yes. there's so much stuff. It's just incredible yes. how much postage or UPS it costs to deliver this stuff. But we'll do it. It's all a part of the summer giveaway. You can get qualified at AnimalRadio.com, or we'll get you qualified right now at one 405 8405 Tell me you want to get qualified for the summer giveaway. You can do it five times. If you go online, you can only do it once today if you call me. So that's the difference. Uh-huh. Five times daily through September 30th, you can sign up uh-huh. for the Animal Radio Super Summer Giveaway. Prizes from Celestron, Litter Robot, Bissell, Disney, Pixar, and uh, more. All the information at AnimalRadio.com. Dr. Debbie is answering your vet medical questions. She's also doing double duty today with the dog behavior questions. Vlade is on vacation. Uh, this week, Vinnie Penn is with us, animal communicator Joy Turner, Susan Sims, Bobby working feverishly on news, a uh, story about that chihuahua we were talking about last week, the five-legged chihuahua, mm-hmm. Dr. Jim Humphreys and Britt Savage, and right now, Chris is center stage. Hey, Chris, how are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are y'all? Good. Where are you today? Great. Uh, I'm in Fremont, Ohio. Fremont, Ohio, never been. How can we help you? <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I just had a question about my um, African Gray. He's about uh, four months old, and I can't get him to eat anything besides the, the pellets and the seeds. What, what are some things I can do to get him more interested in, like, say, fruits and vegetables? Oh, sure, yeah. And uh, African Grey, for anyone who's not really familiar, they're a wonderful parrot, um, great talkers. And you said he's four months old? Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, wonderful. Um, so, yeah, for diet, um, pellets are a ma- good mainstay of the diet. As far as fresh foods, um, we can definitely vegetables, fruits, um, all those good things, noodles, beans, rice, all that. The big thing that I like to do with um, the fresh foods, if they're not really um, interested in right off the bat, is to make it really a social uh, experience. So often birds, they really enjoy eating what we're eating. So um, it's actually something where I will share off my plate and share to the bird. So if they see you eating it, it kind of becomes a fun thing. So um, not everything he's going to like, um, but if you experiment and try it in a social setting, you may find that you have better luck than actually putting that in a cup feeder inside his enclosure. And uh okay. Use that as actually a reward. So, you know, if he's, if you're practicing things as far as with him perching or coming to you, use these items, these food items as a reward, and then it'll also become kind of a, a, pos- a, a double positive because it's a treat and, you know, he's getting to spend time with you or getting, getting ear scratches or what have you. So, yeah, I, I would really um, pose that as a, a social training step for him. Okay. All uh, right. What are some things I can do to help stimulate him learning how to talk? Biggest thing is to talk to him. Uh, we want to spend a lot of time talking to this fella, and uh, he, even hearing different sounds and different voices are somewhat helpful. Uh, I find a lot of birds um, respond differently to either male voices, female voices, um, right. or different sounds. Um, so really, you cannot uh, talk to this fella enough. <laughs> Does he travel and, with you? Right. Does he travel with you? It sounds like you're a trucker. 
Well, yeah, I'm a truck driver, but uh, no, he stays at home with my uh, daughter and my wife. And yeah, I think I think he's more stimulated by the females. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, we we'd say something about that about with a lot of other guys. Yeah, <laughs> we won't yeah. say that. No. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. But I, I definitely appreciate your help, and I'll definitely try. I never thought about like trying to make it a social thing for him eating, like giving it to him off my plate or something like that. But we'll definitely try it because I, I've heard that they need they need like their fruits. They can't just eat the seeds and stuff like that alone. Oh, yeah, and, and definitely. This is the one situation where we say it's okay to feed from your plate, where we don't say that with dogs and cats. So right. thanks a bunch for the call, Chris. It's great to get some good bird questions around here, so bring them on. This is Dr. Debbie at Animal Radio, one 405 Hi, this is Clyde Pierce from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio. tell everyone about that it's animal radio 1-866-405-8405 you uh, just did surgery on a 17 year old dog wow yeah what kind <laughs> of surgery well she was having some eye problems and uh, had glaucoma oh. and uh, was not responding so we actually had to remove her eye really wow. oh. yeah it's a very painful condition and you know we're looking quality of life so what sure. kind of dog uh, she's an um, Eskimo, American Eskimo, and she is just a wonderful old gal hanging in there. And uh, she came through the surgery like a two-year-old. Unbelievable. Many people think you cannot do surgery on old dogs, and it's just not true. You just have to be very cautious and wow. be aware of those senior pro- pet problems. So, Just uh, the day in the life of a veterinarian, and of course, uh, I wanted to be a vet when I was a kid. Didn't I, we all? I, didn't most Everyone of us does. Do. Yeah. You, did you want to be a kid when you were a vet? A kid when you were a vet, or huh? a vet when you were a kid? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's all I ever wanted to be. So it's just, just my dream. We have uh, Joanne on the phone. Hi, Joanne. How are you? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. How can we help you today? Well, we rescued a Schnauzer Labrador mix. Good. Um, back in January, and he was great for the first couple of weeks, and then he went crazy. Um, (laughs) He was tearing up the house, as far as I'm concerned. It was crazy. Yes, it was. Um, Anyway, we we ended up with a trainer, and he's doing really well. We're using an e-collar, and he's working well with the e-collar. But just the past, I'd say, three or four weeks, he has these weird moments. And he seems to be very aggressive, but yet he comes out of it really fast. And it's hard for us to decipher if it's something to really be concerned with or not. We have had his blood tested. Um, okay. His um, thyroid was fine because that was the trainer suggested that. And she kept him actually for a week for us. We went on vacation. She has said he didn't show any signs of it except with food. And he hadn't done that before. As I okay. said, everything was fine up until about four weeks ago. Um, the thing that is concerning us is that it's, it's trigger-like. You know, it's um, it's not something that we anticipate, and all of a sudden he starts. For instance, I was walking down the steps the other day. My husband was down the basement, and we're equally with him. I'm home during the day with him, and, and my husband comes home from work. But he was laying on the couch, and he was looking at me, and he didn't make a move at all. And I stepped off the bottom step, and he charged at me, barking 
viciously, and I, there's no other way to describe it. Hmm. I don't know what it was. I'd, um, he bites at me. He doesn't bite me. He, I mean, he bruises me. Now, my husband, he has brought blood, but um, that's only me. <laughs> I think a lot of that is in wrestling. I don't, Or not wrestling, I shouldn't say that, but just um, playing. I don't think he's purposely trying to draw blood. I'm just okay. concerned about the the extreme change in him. And my husband had him out on the driveway the other day. Um, he was sitting fine, or he was looking at something, and he was totally fine. And then all of a sudden, he turned his head, and he lunged at my husband, just out okay. of the blue. So that's yeah, where no. we are. And, and you said something about food, that there's food triggers? Yes. Is it well, when he's... He, pre- when he's eating. Now, he hasn't done this a lot since we got him back from the trainer. She worked with him a little bit on that. Um, and she did tell us not to isolate him in a corner because his food was in the corner which she okay. said might have caused him a little concern over his food. And we, of course, we don't know his background. He could have had to fight for all of his food. But we put this in the middle of the floor. It seems to be okay, but I'm not staying near him. He doesn't seem to be growling anymore when he eats. And we have done the thing with the, in the middle of the kitchen floor, so he's fine with that. But this thing mm-hmm. is just, it, it's more disconcerting to us because I have a six-year-old granddaughter. And she yeah, absolutely sure. adores Gosh. him. And she he hasn't done this to her, but it's... It's Well, a lot of times, you know, like with a child, I'm going to digress here, you don't know what's going on when a baby cries because they can't talk to you, similar to a dog. But when you've gone through the list of everything that you could have possibly done, like letting them out to go to the bathroom, giving them something to eat, playing with them, taking them for a walk, which we do all those things, you're kind of wondering what, um, you're kind of wondering why he's doing this and you can't figure it out. Sure, it's a real dome scratcher. Yeah. yeah. And, and the first thing that, you know, it sounds like you have a great trainer who's working with you suggesting things like test, testing for thyroid problems because we do see dogs that can have uh, aggression and they can actually have a low thyroid level. So, I mean, it sounds like they're right on it. And, and I would use their talents in helping us to determine if we can find a trigger for these things. If it is a resource or a food-related um, aggression, he's on a bed and you're trying to come up on it. If we can tr- relate it to those kind of situations, things, then we really have a behavioral thing we're going to be focusing on. We're going to work on, you know, making sure that he's not allowed the stature of um, a human in the household. Um, however, if those things can be comfortably ruled out and the behaviorist believes that it really isn't a problem of a dominance aggression or a resource aggression or some kind of other territorial aggression, there are dogs, and, and we do occasionally see dogs that almost have a seizure um, aggression problem. And in some cases, it really does, if we've ruled out all the other possibilities, um, it will actually warrant um, medication, uh, such as phenobarbital, and uh, to see if that can help with the situation. Um, but it is it is a very unpredictable situation, and I always, always, always warn people, if there are children around or people that cannot afford to get bitten, that a pet that has this kind of behavior, it is a huge liability, and you have to be very cautious, and you, you really cannot trust them when you are not looking. So, yeah, so I would definitely say that, you know, if the behaviorist has ruled those things out, your vet has ruled medical things out, it might be worthwhile in trying something like an um, anti-seizure medicine trial to see if that can help. Um, alternatively, you know, there are primary brain problems that, you know, can cause some of these changes. So depending on how far you want to get into looking into it, it's not unheard of. Um, I've had folks go to our nearby um, veterinary neurologic center. We've had CTs or MRIs um, where you can actually, in some 
some cases define that there's a problem uh, anatomically in, in the brain that can lead to some of these behaviors. So it just kind of depends how, how far you want to go with that. And uh, otherwise, that, that kind of gives you the option, medication or, you know, take that next step. Right. Now, I had written the trainer about this um, because I told her it was kind of increasing. And she had said he's probably bored. And I thought, how could he be bored? My husband takes him for a mile walk in the morning. I play ball with him for a good half an hour, and he's the one that quits, panting, mm-hmm. brings me in the house, and then I take him for another mile walk mid-afternoon. And when mm-hmm. he comes home, he he plays some more. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so that doesn't that doesn't play well with me as far as knowing the reason for this. And because it's trigger, it, it's not something that's constantly there. It just all of a sudden snaps, and he's doing this vicious barking and biting and some of it seems yeah, like I, frustration on his part but i'm just concerned about it oh absolutely yeah so i, I would definitely maybe look at the the neurologic aspect of that and see if your vet can kind of help you with that if not try medication you know this is definitely you, know, you have to take care of yourself and as well you know some of these situations can be very anxious and very um, unsettling for the pet um, good luck with that joanne hope you get some some improvement with that and thank you for calling the show your questions at one 405 Bobby, what are you working on over there? Yet another update on Lily, the formerly five-legged Chihuahua. Her surgery was successful to make her four-legged. However, the battle continues over ownership. I'll have all the very strange details coming up in the news. Boy, that story won't go away, no, will it? No, it won't. It tried and tried. It will not die. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guests at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live green is best for you, your family, and that includes your pets. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, I'm Ken Schrader. In race car driving, seconds can win a race. But to win the race against pet overpopulation, you need to understand the importance of spaying or neutering your pets. Every few seconds, hundreds of dogs and cats are put down in our country. Help fix the problem. I urge you to spay or neuter your pets. To find out how, visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911 today. For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live green is best for you, your family, and that includes your pets.
This is Animal Radio. Could you uh, pass the donut? Thanks. Bobby, you want a donut? Donuts. 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 Breakfast of champions. I couldn't think of anything. Do you remember the Saturday Night Live bit that John Belusi did little chocolate donuts? He was the Olympic trainer and he's smoking his (laughs) cigarette and eating donuts. It's awesome. Well, that's what I feel like today is we're going to actually tell you what your dog and cats cannot eat because it could kill them. But meanwhile, if you could just pass me those donuts over there, which we see is uh, white dough with sugar and butter. Mm. And I think the only nutritional value might be the cinnamon and the cinnamon (laughs) danishes here. Don't feed these to your dog. (laughs) So we're sort of like that. We're preaching. Here's what your dog can eat. We wouldn't feed this crap to our dog. Do as I say, not as I do. Well, you know, seriously, that's a good rule, though. If you're eating it, you probably shouldn't be giving it to your dog or cat. That's what I'm thinking. Because most of our food is bad. I'm looking at the list right here. I can't do uh-huh. uh, more than two things at once. That explains the silence there. This is the list of 20 foods you should never use. Hell no multitask. No. Like you can. What were we talking about? Oh, Doc Halligan. She'll be on from uh, Groomer Has It. And, of course, she uh, works down at the SPCA of L.A. She has the top 20 foods you should never feed your pet. She's going to help us with this list. Now, there are some things that I know are on the list. I know chocolate's on the list. Mm-hmm. Bobby, you have any guesses? Right. No. I, the only one that I know for sure is, is chocolate. Mm-hmm. And I know that, and I'm, am I right on this? I'm going to have to ask her, did I hear that tuna is bad for cats? If you human tuna, there is tuna flavored. Oh, that okay, because that's different. It concerns me because some of my yeah, some of the cat food that I make give my kitties has says tuna on well, it. Well, that's different than the human process. Well, we'll ask her about that. Okay, I am going to yes. I I think that onions are uh, bad for dogs and cats. Yeah, and I think grapes are. She will have the list. I know there's a few things on this list that you might not suspect, so you'll just have to listen. Otherwise, uh, you might accidentally feed them to your dog or cat or fish or iguana, and uh, they'll be sick. And There's the emergency vet visit. Yep. So we're we're here to save you money. Really, is what we're. That's it. But we're we're givers here at Animal Radio. Here, have another donut. We got to finish these donuts. <laughs> I'm on a sugar high. Normally, we have uh, Vlade in studio. Vlade is a uh, well, he's a Russian dog wizard, the world famous Russian dog wizard, and he answers your dog behavior questions. He's on vacation this week. I think this is his first vacation since he started, so it's well deserved. Yes, uh, Vinny Penn. He's a uh, he's your smart aleck, resident smart aleck around here. Animal communicator Joy Turner. You may buy it, you may not uh, buy into it, but she's now. on the. T- she's, I know. I know. Hey, we just I had a know. listener call and say she was right on. Yes, she did get the uh, BJC a little bit of approval. Yes, she did. Susan Sims. She travels with her dog and she reports, uh, you know, places to take your dog, ways to do it. She's our travel aficionado. Bobby doing news. She's the kind of gal. She's the whole Twitter social networking <laughs> gal. She carries she's a into pager. Everything. Yes. If there's a breaking news story, she has it. If it has anything to do with animals, and uh, we're very glad to have her on board. Dr. Jim Humphreys and Britt Savage, and Dr. Debbie, of course, who's not only the animal radio veterinarian, but she's our veterinarian too. We take our animals to her because we implicitly trust her decisions and the way she does things. Her judgment. Yes. Good stuff. So if you're in the Las Vegas area, by the way, and you need a vet, check out Dr. Debbie at the uh, Lone Mountain. Is it Lone Mountain Vet? Lone Mountain Mountain Animal Hospital. Lone Mountain Animal Hospital there. And, of course, we'll link to all that information at AnimalRadio.com. There you go. And, of course, if you've been listening for years, you just wasted two minutes of your life. You you knew who the players were. (laughs) Sorry. We have uh, Don. Is it Don or Ron? Ron. Ron. Hey, Ron. How are you? I'm doing good. 
Where are you today? I'm in Indianapolis right now. Okay, how can we help you? What it is, my dog is really obsessive with me. We obsessive? Got her out of okay. a, yeah, I, we got her out of an animal shelter last year, and she's deaf. She can't hear. She can't hear. Oh, okay. But she just clings to me, and wherever I go, she's got to be there. Is that okay, or? Wait, how does she mind. behave when? How is she when she's with you? Oh, she just lays down beside me. Okay. And if you're not with her, how does she behave? Well, the wife says she'll sit at the door and whine if I go out of the house. I'm a truck driver, so she's with me 99% of the time in the truck. Uh-huh. Yeah. But all she well, does is lay down beside me on the floor when we're going down the road. Yeah, and, and I guess the answer to that is it's a, it's only a problem if we're presented with a situation that it becomes a problem um, because if she's calm with you and she can be with you most of the times then that's fine the problem we run into is when when the pet has to be away at, um, at the animal hospital or at home or in some other situation there's a lot of anxiety with that so it's not healthy in those situations and I would say I encourage people to train pets to be independent of the human in their life not that we want them to ignore us but we want them yeah. to be have a, a strong independent uh, ability to take care of themselves and it's a little more challenging with a deaf dog because they are a little bit more reliant on us for some of the cues that they need to know how to get around in their world but there's no reason you can't teach a deaf dog to be a bit independent and it's mostly we want to uh, reward relaxed behavior so we don't want her to get anxious and and, um, kind of jumping up on us and then pick the doggy up because that actually teaches that you know get anxious act crazy and then we'll pick you up and get what you want so you do want to kind of try to train some of these behaviors um and reward the the calm behaviors um so it's not probably ideal for what what's going on in her world but you know if she's happy and content and you don't think you'll be faced with problems when she's separated from you um then just just know that that can present a problem down the road and your wife may call you and say what the heck get back here right now she can't live without you and that's when it becomes a problem well she goes with me all the time anyway wherever i go she goes because the wife says that she don't want to stay home with her <laughs> if yeah. i go uptown she goes in my pickup or if i go on the motorcycle she goes on the motorcycle Really? See, we have that thing going on here too. We have the uh, we we call it the uh, the, uh, the the ladybug bomb. And what what, what will happen is, uh, oh God! What what will happen is, Judy will uh, take off, go to the post office, and Ladybug will start having a fit. Having a fit, and mm-hmm. you can't believe this actually happens because you never hear it. No, I come back and she's fine. You, so you've I... dropped the ladybug bomb, and. Uh, <laughs> So I can relate to your wife a little bit on that whole thing. Well, she don't jump and get excited. When I come back in the truck, she'll lick my thumb. I don't know. It must be just one of her things. She'll lick my thumb and just jump down off the seat, and she's fine. Yeah. She also likes to ride the lawnmower with you, you had mentioned earlier? Oh, yeah. She likes to ride my lawnmower. If I'm on the lawn, she wants to ride with me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, she sounds like a cutie there. Sounds like a... It's an apricot poodle. We got her out of a rescue center, and we've had her for about a year now, and she hasn't got many teeth left, and she can't hear. And if I feed her, like, she won't eat her soft dog food, but if I feed her by hand, she'll eat it. It's like a treat then. 
Mm. I got mm. one of those. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, she sounds like she has definitely found the right adoptive family. So, I mean, <laughs> she's found her little niche, and she knows who her world is, and, and you're right in the center of it there. <laughs> well, we're, well, being a truck driver, you know, it's, it's company on the road, and uh, she just loves it. I mean, she loves to ride. I couldn't believe I found some dog out of a pound that loves to ride. She just loves it. And they're better than humans, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love her. I think we all know what we're talking. What I'm talking about. You may think it's ludicrous what I'm saying. Well, she doesn't ask. Are we there yet? Yeah. No, she doesn't. She gives you that unconditional love. Uh, we appreciate your. We appreciate your call, Ron. Okay. She don't bark either. No, oh, of course not. Except when, except except when you're gone, and you've well, left her with your wife. <laughs> well, no, no, she don't bark at all. Oh. She can't hear herself bark, so she don't know she's barking. Oh. So she don't bark. Oh. Wow. Oh. She's she's on a higher plane of mental communication, so she's far more advanced than us mere humans. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> take some notes from her. Well, thanks for calling, Ron. Thank you. Appreciate it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to Doctor Debbie. Answering for Vladi today, things are. Hey, it's Vinnie Penn coming back at you with another party animal segment. Animal Radio, baby, because you're demanding it. Thanks for all of the emails I've been getting from people who are like, this should be a TV show. This should be Vinnie Penn's Animal Radio. All of you people out there saying that you want it extended to being a full half hour long and an hour. All right, nobody's emailed me in this regard. Uh, but you can email me at Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. Okay, this week's topic. Very, uh, true story. True story. Um, no exaggeration here. We've been having a problem in my neighborhood for the past couple of summers. With uh, We've been plagued by skunks. I've been having a real skunk problem. Uh, the stench could, ju- you know, from them just firing off their skunk lasers in the middle of the night could wake you from a sound sleep at three in the morning. I even set trap. I, I had to, I hate to do it. I, I, you know, I didn't want anything destroyed. I, 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 I'll plead the fifth or, or just say I, it's naivete. I don't know how this goes, but I did have someone come out and set a trap for the skunk. I mean, I have two small children. It was waking. The stench was the stank was waking us up. Every night. Lo and behold, one day a couple of weeks ago, I hear kerplunk in the middle of the day in the pool in the backyard. I look out. The skunk has fallen in the pool in the middle of the day, which suggests rabies. Am I right? Is that urban myth? Is, is that a wives tale? I heard of a skunk or a raccoon. If you see him in the middle of the day, chances are very good that they, these are nocturnal creatures to a degree. Uh, so they could be rabid. I don't know if that's urban myth or not. But he felt falls in the pool. So I stand. I'm an animal lover. I stand there and I think, this is it. I just got to, this is how it's going to have to end. I'm just going to have to let him, you know, there was a trap in the yard. I'm just going to have to let him go this way. But I couldn't take it. I couldn't take being in the house and there's an animal splishing and splashing around in my pool. So I went and I told my wife, I said, we've finally resolved the skunk issue. It's in the pool right now. And she said, what? She looked at me kind of funny. I said, I know. I hate that it has to wind up this way. But, uh, you know, it's finally going to solve the issue. The skunk has been, you know, terrorizing the neighborhood. So I just left the room, didn't think anything of it. All of a sudden, I heard the sliding glass door open and close. I look out the window, and my wife is out there with the pool skimmer, true story, hand to God, and fishes the big, fat, stinky skunk 
out of our pool. Now, there's a part of me that's livid because this issue for three summers is finally resolved and she's fishing it. So I'm thinking, I want to see that tail come up and this rabid skunk just blast her because then she'd have to take a bath in tomato juice, too, which would be kind of sexy, actually, to me. But I'm into some strange stuff. And little build, I swear, it's like she she dropped it off in the lawn. It's like the skunk was like Pepe Le Pew or something. It just looked at her and said, "Mm, thank you. Ma chérie. He just gave her a wink. I swear, I think I saw the skunk wink and took off. How would you feel? How would you feel if this skunk was plaguing your neighborhood, fell into a neighbor's pool, pool, the issue could have finally been resolved, and some little house on the prairie weaned housewife had to save it with the pool skimmer? You let me know. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The ASPCA and the University of Florida recently held the country's first veterinary forensics crime scene investigations workshop. According to Dr. Melinda Merck, ASPCA's Senior Director of Veterinary Forensics, the program is reaching beyond the workshop. University of Florida will offer undergraduate and postgraduate courses in veterinary forensic sciences. Dr. Merck said, quote, the development of veterinary forensics is in a similar place now that human forensics was a few decades ago, end quote. Are the summer itches attacking your pet? Maybe an allergic reaction. Dogs and cats can suffer discomfort from coming in contact with an allergen, whether it's a flea or ragweed or your perfume. The ASPCA reports 20% of pets suffer from allergies. If your pet is one, see your vet to determine the exact cause. Then you can take some preventative measures like cleaning your pet's bedding once a week and vacuuming at least twice a week. Weekly bathing will also help remove environmental allergens and pollens from their fur. And here's a helpful hint. If you get busted for downloading child pornography, don't blame it on the cat. (laughs) Police in Jensen Beach, Florida, this is a true story, arrested Keith Griffin on charges of possession of child pornography. Investigators say they found over a thousand images on Griffin's home computer. The suspect told police that his cat jumped on the keyboard while he was downloading music. According to the AP story, Griffin said he left the room, and when he returned, he found, quote, strange things, end quote, on his computer. (laughs) Police arrested Griffin, not the cat, and he's being held in the Martin County Jail on a $250,000 bond. Meanwhile, well, the cats at home probably radio. downloading porn and <laughs> snickering. Really, exactly. Surfing all kinds of kitty, kitty, and I mean K-I-T-T-Y. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Judy, you'll notice some erroneous charges on your credit card this month. I didn't do that, Judy. It was the cat. That's not right. By the way. What? Judy now has a big contract with Animal Radio. Hard to believe, yeah. I understand it's a $5 million contract. Over 10,000 years, of course. It's a 10,000 wow. year five. Judy, that's awesome. I know. Boy, Who's I your signed. agent. Let me give you their name and number. Maybe they God, can make no. a deal like that for you, too. Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? Do you have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. 
Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think, without bankruptcy and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. This is Animal Radio. Take another donut and give me another one. God, what does that make? Four? That's a serious sugar high, I gotta say. You gotta keep the sugar <laughs> high going. And as I mentioned earlier, we're quite the hypocrites. We'll give your dog the 20 foods he should stay away from. This is uh, not just dogs, cats also. Pets in general. Doc Halligan joining us in just a few minutes. Well, I think that's noble that you're going to eat all the donuts so the dog doesn't have any, which is bad. Well, I'm actually her. saving it for you guys, the rest of you guys here in the studio, except for Dr. Debbie. Would you like a donut? <laughs> uh, yes, I, I'll take a little jelly one there. There you go. <laughs> Thanks. Oops, sorry, I think I got a little jelly there on your microphone. I'm sorry about that. one 405 We have Don on the phone. Hi, Don. How are you? Good. Would Good. you like a donut? Um, yeah, because I just had some peanuts. It would be great. Okay, here you, go. here you go. The only one I have left is this eclair here. You're going to have to settle for that, Don. Love it. Okay, there you go. How can we help you today? Well, we have a uh, six-year-old uh, papillon, and the problem we're having with him is he, uh, he pees and poops in the house even when we let him out. And it's got progressively worse. We moved into a new house, and he just, uh, we put puppy pads down, uh, everything. We tried everything, everything mm-hmm. we can think of. So I thought I'd try to get some professional help. Oh, right. And then you figured yeah. you'd try us, huh? <laughs> right. I, I tried the uh, the car guys. Yeah. They, they couldn't help you. They they uh, they steered me in, totally in the wrong direction. Doctor Debbie, what do you think? All right, well, I'm going to try to put you in the right direction here. And and before we continue, I want to ask you, Don, is your baby is, is has this been something that he's always done, or is it something more recently this problem? Well, he's kind of done it, but on, under the circumstances that we didn't let him out. But okay. now, if you don't let him out, he would pee in the house or poop in the house. But okay. It's and he's fully to where you can let him out, and he will pee and poop outside, but he'll pee and poop inside, too. Okay. And do you go outside with him, or does he just kind of get the door open and he goes outside and does it is? Uh, kind of both, but mostly let him out on his own. Well, the big problem here is when we have a pet that kind of has failures of house training on a regular basis, they're basically repeating this behavior. And part of the problem that you're going to run into is some of this may have been going on and we haven't corrected it. So just the behavior itself rewards future behaviors very similar to that. So because he pooped and peed in the house before, now we're going to ask him, okay, we're going to stop this, but we have to overcome all of that past experience. So that that's kind of the challenge with some of these adult dogs that have this problem. 
Um, so the first thing I'd say for other folks that are going through this, don't postpone training. You want to catch it when this behavior starts. It's much better outcome, much better success. Um, and what I'm going to recommend is we're going to need to take this little guy and go back to square one. So even though he is a six-year-old dog, we're going to treat him like he's a puppy. And it's not because we're punishing him, but we really need to retrain the whole pattern of his bathroom uh, needs. And that means that it, you can't just open that back door. You need to physically attend to him and take him outdoors. And that may mean putting a leash on him, taking him to your preferred bathroom area, and then praising the bejesus out of him when he does the duty outside. Um, but if he goes outside, he's unsupervised, there's no positive reinforcement for that. So you really have to deliver that at the time of the pee or poop, <laughs> talking in the technical terms. Um, and then when he comes back into the home, you cannot allow him to be a free access dog. He has to be under supervision. Um, so this may mean either going, returning to crate training or constant supervision, just like a little three-year-old, like I was talking about my dog. Um, so you really have to either keep them on a light tether leash with you um, or in the immediate vicinity where you're at, because you have to be able to pick up those physical cues when he's saying, okay, I'm going to crouch here and take him back outside. So it really is starting all over and going back to that puppyhood and uh, starting in the very, very beginning. Um, but the other thing I'd also say, Don, is I'd make sure that in the environment where he is doing his business that we make sure we do clean that up fully and use some good enzyme-based dog cleaners for those scents because otherwise that scent just kind of is a constant reminder to them. This is a spot where I've gone before and I prefer to go there. So um, and those are the big things there. Yeah, well, he doesn't pick out a spot. The whole house is his spot. Oh, <laughs> the whole world is his uh, his bathroom. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what it is. I mean, each day it's in one of the bathrooms. Next day it's in the hall. Um, another day it's on a box. Yeah, yeah. So that and that's really going to be the biggest thing for him. And it's hard emotionally for us as pet parents, but we need to make his world smaller confine him to a zone where you can monitor that and then practice these behaviors, taking him outside to do his potty stuff. Um, if he is or he was crate trained originally, your job may be a lot easier because there's a instinct there, the den instinct that we can use to our advantage in house training. Um, but really it's a matter of positive reinforcement, taking him out and really not allowing him to be a, a little naughty boy when um, you're looking the other way. So uh, it's a lot of hard work. Sorry. <laughs> Well, give, the, give that a shot, Don. Let me know how it works, okay? Okay, thank you. one 405 We'd like to follow up. Someone called earlier this morning. They said, what was that food you were talking about last week? That frozen food. Oh. Which was the Lucky, Lucky Dog, Dog cuisine. cuisine. Yes. And that is, in fact, the official food of Lady... Uh, the you studio said stunt it. dog. Uh-huh. Sorry about that. <laughs> if you would like to treat your dog to the same food that Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog eats, check out LuckyDogCuisine.com. And I just want to mention that they, the special is still going on until it September 1st. Paper posted. You get uh, six ounces. Of and it's uh, delivered to you fresh and frozen from their kitchens. It is uh, the best food you can get for your animal. And really, if you're going out and buying premium food in the store and cans, you're going to spend the same amount than to have this prepared for you and delivered to you via FedEx on dry ice to your kitchen and to your your special little ladybug who I hope you don't have to spend, play any kind of music when you talk about them. 
5900. That's the number to Lucky Dog. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Groundbreaking research has found that caring for pets can improve the behavior and social interaction of troubled teens. Backed by a three-year grant from the IMS company, CBR Youth Connect set out to scientifically evaluate whether working with dogs in its innovative pet therapy program, New Leash on Life, could effectively help troubled teens. The Colorado program pairs unwanted dogs with troubled teens who then care for and train the dogs for 10 weeks prior to being placed in adoptive homes. Many teens in the program improved in some crucial areas of functioning, with gains in positive social behavior, including bonding and attachment, anger management, and responsibility. The dogs improved, too. You can adopt one at PetFinder.com. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people, too. Animal Radio. Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We've settled over $150 million of debt. Call right now for a free consultation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. Call 1-888-551-7788. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stand strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. He's going to start deleting things. (laughs) Don't let him walk on the keyboard. Well, how much does he weigh? Well, he's on, he's been on steroids for two years, so he's so he's really bulked grown. up. He's bulked up. He's probably up to about sixteen, seventeen. We're talking about uh, Boog, the studio cat, on steroids. Yeah, right? yeah. You cannot let. Okay, seriously, you can't let that cat walk on your keyboard. It will damage. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You don't want to mess with this cat. You don't want to mess with any cat on steroids. I'll tell you that right now. But we have another Boog. cat here that uh, is not on steroids and is even bigger than he is. Huh? Oh, yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, she must be a Where'd you get these cats? They found us. <laughs> like we found nice you. Yeah. See? 
I was wandering on the street corner one day. Oh, no, that's not the right story to tell. No, that isn't. <laughs> Bobby Hill, ladies and gentlemen, uh, joining us is Animal Radio, Animal Communicator Joy Turner on the Wave Vinny pin. Vladi's off this week. If this is your first week, we usually have this crazy Russian guy in studio who helps you with your dog problems. That everyone asks us about, and yes, he's real. He is, he is very, very real. That's not Hal doing a bit. <laughs> you know, I, I remember the first few weeks that he was on, I actually had to prove, we had to talk at the same time. People actually thought I was adopting a Russian accent, which I am not talented enough to do, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, he says that's a Michigan accent. It, oh, Michigan accent. But he's off this yeah, week. Yeah, he also says that's tea that he's drinking. <laughs> we know that. Is. You, you actually sipped it once and validate. Yeah, and disappeared for what? 48 hours, woke I up in a dumpster in Tijuana. Hey, Thanks for picking me up, guys. I didn't know where you were, okay? Dr. Debbie is on the way. She's answering your vet medical questions. We never find her in a dumpster. However, she dresses peculiarly sometimes, and she has one of those bedazzled stethoscopes. You know, I think the important thing people should know, she's our vet. She's not just a veterinarian that comes in here and answers questions. Or found on the street. She takes care of your beasties. She takes care of our beasties, so when she gives listeners advice... She's given advice that I support 100% because I, I would do the same thing. It's got the Hal seal of approval. Also on the way today, 20 foods you should never feed your dog. And that's brought to us by Doc Halligan. Is she going to be on? Oh, from Groomer Has It. Yes, looking forward to her. She's always great. She's always very, very fun. Yes, she is. A lot of people saying we're dog-centric today. The fact of the matter is... You're just asking about dogs. Yeah, call us about your cat questions. It's very strange. The first seven calls today so far, all dog-related. In fact, the only cat conversation we've talked about so far is Slater, the Slater locator. Your cat. We're, we're still waiting for the Uber high-tech Slater locator to arrive. This is uh, some kind my of neighbor's cat GPS device <laughs> that you'll be who testing. has adopted me. Yes, and we will and we will check it out because Slater, ha- from time to time, will take a little walk and ignore. Everyone who calls him, what a surprise, a cat who won't come when you call him. I'll tell you, the animal yeah. radio animals, they're very lucky. They get to test a lot of good stuff. Yes, they do. Well, you got that great big boog cat. Yes. Your studio kitty. On steroids. Is he still sitting on your keyboard? No, he's... Oh, yes, he yeah, is. he's just he sitting is. there. Yeah. Okay, now you better check and make sure he hasn't accessed any child porn help. Kitty porn. Because that happened to a man in Florida. Yeah. Oh, he blamed it on the cat. Blamed it on the cat? Right. Uh. Blamed it on the cat. I shad you not. I'm going to have details coming up in the news. (laughs) Can I say I shad you not on our affiliates? It's not like I said joke. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Oh, admit it. You're one of those people. Cat dictates where you sleep in your bed because... You don't want to wake them. Yeah, sure, the cat and the dog both sleep exactly where you'd like to sleep. And sure, you get no sleep, but you're not bitter because you love those animals dearly. Yes, you don't dare disturb them. Of course not. It's Animal Radio, one 405 8405 If you're like me, bitter because... I mean, not bitter because <laughs> the animals can sleep anywhere uh, in your bed. Slip. 
That you're listening Truth to comes out here, Hal. It right comes radio out now. show. <laughs> yes. Hi, Brian. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm just laughing at that because, yeah, my cat dictates where I sleep when I go home. <laughs> well, you, you'll be like a pretzel, won't you, in bed? Round your cat, won't you? Oh, yeah. And I'm always reminded when I was younger, I heard a story about Buddha and how he was late for a meeting because he wouldn't disturb a cat that was sleeping on his robe, so he had an ace cut the robe around the cat. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. That's a great story. Look that one up, Guido. I want to share that with the kids. How can we help you today, Brian? Well, I had called a while ago about uh, my cat, and uh, the thing is I drive a truck for a living, and you guys were really awesome. You actually sent a book to my ex-girlfriend, who my cat is living with, oh, um, cool. and it's been really helpful to her, and she really appreciates it, you know, and understanding cats, because she's never been around any, so that was really great. Good. Well, great. Um, but my question is this. I drive a truck for a living, and my cat's an older cat, and she hates to be in any vehicle, and I just don't want to put her through the trauma of getting used to being in the truck. So mm. I was thinking of getting mm -hmm. a kitten, but I was wondering if there was any advice you had on getting a cat used to riding in a truck. Mm. Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, part of that is actually going to become part of your kitten training. And we kind of you know, scratch our head. We don't really train kittens, do we? Um, dogs, we do train as puppies. But kittens, you basically are going to make her sensitized to this kind of travel. So litter box habits, that comes easy. You don't have to train that. But what we'll do for training uh, for travel is we're going to start very simple. We're going to start first off with, um, now i got to ask you first of all, do you want her having free room of the cab or are you going to actually have her in kind of a confined little area nope nope free free roam you know the old thing you know dogs have owners cats have a staff and okay. i've always the cat gets free roam and he runs, <laughs> she'll run the truck pretty much <laughs> well, basically, we're going to actually, it helps if we have a home base that we can acclimate her to. So if you have a cat bed that we can get her used to, we're going to try to ask her to try to get comfortable in that when we start training her for the car. So basically, that will be her favorite spot. You're going to treat her there. You're going to give her yummies. You're going to give her love in that place. And then you're going to take that with you into the cab. And you might start even with a smaller vehicle, so uh, it's easier to just do short little bouts. But basically, we're going to do just starting up the engine, getting it warm, making the sounds, and maybe just driving just a little bit, going forward and back, and that's it. We treat, we reward during that, and that's our exposure. We build up on that positive experience. Because it's a short trip, it's not likely to be scary for her. And because you're there and you're giving her yummies, it's going to be a good association. So you're going to have to gradually build up to that from just kind of going into the vehicle to going a little bit further to making short little trips or errands. So that's how we basically build up to a cat that is going to like to travel. And um, the other thing that really helps is that if you're picking out a kitten, we're going to look for one that's, you know, we kind of talk about this every week, it seems, the cat dog. You're going to look for one that's a little bit more laid back, that's not as um, apt to startle with uh, sounds or um, un uncertain things. Having a personality for travel helps tremendously. We could only train so far. So we want to make sure that we kind of work on both picking the right kind of kitty and um, gradual uh, exposure to the, the travel experience. So, so laid back is like an indicator of a personality that will enjoy the travel and all that? 
Mostly, what it what it indicates is that we'll be less apt to be startled by other vehicles flying by, uh, horns, noises, things that we don't think about as we're traveling, but can be very right. scary for a pet that's not exposed to that. And actually, that's probably step two of your training for travel is that we want low level noises that you're going to experience on the road, and the kitty is going to be exposed to, and we want to make that something that becomes part of the training too. So, you know, okay. simply having an audio tape of some of these things and while you're just practicing these uh, short little travel bouts having that playing and having it being non-scary because uh, you know some pets really get freaked out when those other big rigs go flying by oh yeah so, um, yeah okay excellent so, yeah. Well, i really appreciate your help and advice you guys have been oh, my great. pleasure. I, I learn everything every week when, when I listen. I know. I listen every week, and I just, it's amazing. It's, uh, <laughs> if I miss a week, I just feel totally out of the loop. That's what I Well, you know, my, my ex-girlfriend, I had a little real quick story if I can. Uh, yes. Last time I was home to visit, she has a Pomeranian mm-hmm. um, that I call Rat Dog. Um, and <laughs> she, she told me, that she says, you need to talk to your friends on animal radio because they would not like what you do to her. Oh, well, what do you, what do you do? Well, well years, when, when we first got together, I mean, she had hardwood floors and of course you got to wing the Pomeranian across the hardwood floors. And, uh, we would, I would set up her toys like a little bowling thing and I call it Pomeranian bowling. Sure. <laughs> and, when I come over now to visit my cat when I go through Columbus, her dog will bring her toys out and set them up. Aww. Well, there's actually a Pomeranian bowling league. So that, uh, well, I, was, I was thinking of getting into one, you know. <laughs> okay, we're but just joking, ladies much. and gentlemen. I just want to point it out right Don't now. Don't do this joking. at home. Yes. Again, thanks a lot. I Brian, really appreciate you guys and the help. Thank you for calling. one 405 8405 Let's get you qualified right now for the Super Summer Giveaway. Animal Radio Summer Giveaway for 2009 includes from Litter Robot, a Litter Robot from Bissell, the uh, Pet Vac including the big one, the steam fist. I'll tell you, it's, it's huge over there. It's being protected in the closet right now uh, by the stunt dog. From Disney and Pixar, all kinds of goodies from uh, Up and T-Force paraphernalia. All kinds of great stuff. You can get qualified five times a day. You can do it yourself at the website at AnimalRadio.com or I'll get you qualified right now at 1-866-405-8405. is Animal Radio Network. This is Animal Radio. Where dogs rule and cats are king. The status of choice. Well, that symbol would be the iguana or perhaps a African gray parrot. A lot of truckers traveling with their parrots. We had a few calls just a, a few minutes ago. No cat calls today, incidentally. Uh, strangely enough. Yeah. Do they have less problems? Because I know there's more cats in the U.S. than there are dogs. But uh, I guess they just have the usual problems with litter boxes. But dogs, you got biting, jumping, licking, aggressive, fighting, all kinds of You're actually of- going down a list of uh, some calls that will be taken later on. Is that correct? Wow. 
with yeah. all those problems? I know. Huh? <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's, that's a bad dog. That is. <laughs> Coming up, 20 foods your dog shouldn't eat. I'm sure some of these will apply to your cat, too. The summer giveaway here at Animal Radio just gets bigger and bigger. If you haven't heard about it, this is probably your first week listening then. We do this every year. This giveaway starts in August. It gets huge. By September, in the drawing on September 30th, the, the prize package is so huge that we can't even list on air all the items in it. I can't do that today because it takes too long. Mm-hmm. I can tell you the companies that are involved, Celestron, they make some beautiful, high-quality optics mm-hmm. like uh, scopes and binoculars. If you're a nature lover, you love that. The litter robot, Bissell, you know they make some good vacuums, some pet vacs. Disney, they have some wonderful theme parks and some movie uh, paraphernalia. Mm -hmm. G-Force goodies. Have you finally seen G-Force? I like that you said paraphernalia. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. G-Force, of course, and you are a Disney whore. You're admittedly a Disney whore. You spend a lot of time. You know, I say that to everybody, and in fact, there is a trip planned for September. Oh, really? Another one, huh? Oh, yes. We should just make it an anim- animal radio trip to Disney. All of us go down Don't there. Don't you think? Yeah. God, huh. it's been 20 years since I've been there. Really? Oh, yeah. All right, we must correct that. Yes. Because that's, that's, an, that's a that's horrible wrong. oversight. Well, things have changed that's in the last so 20 levels. years. And and definitely at Disney. There's I know. no more ticket books, Judy. Remember the e-tickets? There's oh, no yeah. more ticket books. Well, you know, I think actually the, t- the last time I went, that was gone, so... Uh, they weren't they doing the tickets at that time either. It was just you paid for to get in, and that was it. Well, with the summer giveaway, a lot of us are going to win tickets to go check out either the theme parks, uh, the Animal Kingdom, Wild... Uh, no, I'm sorry, the Disney Animal... Where is that list here? You guys threw me off. Jeez. It's the Animal Kingdom down in... It's in Florida, down at Disney World. Jeez, hell. And plus, oh, we'll have sorry. that Disney swag. Which is a term you just taught me. You're kind of a technophile here. You know, I always well, thought that I was on the cutting edge. I went out and got a GPS when it was $800. No one had one. I had one of those big yeah, big brick cell phones uh-huh. and for the longest time. I, but I never, I didn't think the internet was going to take off. It caught me by surprise. You're a Twitterer. You're learning all these techno words, all these geeky things. You even go to websites to like look up the latest terminology. Terminology, not just so much as my, I find websites that are fascinating to me, like Urban Dictionary and Slang Dictionaries, and and did you know that, that your word, shwa- I call, I say it swag yes. in honor of Wayne's World. Sure. But what <laughs> it does it mean? Swag, which, it's stolen. It means loot. Stolen property. Oh, well, baby. None, none of this is stolen. It, no. I hope you can prove that. Yeah, we have. I'm the just telling you that's that's what swag means. But the modern, yeah, that's good. The modern version is basically any. It's the way you carry yourself, or any corporate type of merchandise is swag, or as I like to call it, swag. Okay, if so you, it's free stuff. It's booty, man. Well, it's free, and to I you. mean that you'll win it. It'll be free way. to you. <laughs> How about that? If you want to pick up on it, you know, you can qualify yourself, and I qualify myself at least five times a day. If, yeah, if no one's around, should. sometimes more. But you can do that. Five times per household at AnimalRadio.com. And, of course, the drawing September 30th live on air. We'll also get someone qualified before the end of the show today. We'll ask you to call in just in case you're not Internet savvy. Yeah, there's a few of you. <laughs> it's, it's just not funny. It's Seriously, people, I can do it, and I'm a blonde. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Animal Radio. 
Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. Almost the whole gang here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi is out this week. Vinnie Penn is here. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Susan Sims. Bobby. Dr. Jim Humphreys. If you have a dog behavior question, let me tell you. Frankly... Dr. Debbie, you have a lot of experience, and you always have some great answers. So we're not at a loss this week. How are you doing, Doc? I'm doing good. Well, thank you for the kind words. Yeah, I mean, definitely work with dogs all the time. We get all sorts of little behavioral things that come up. So, Who do you have at home? Tell us about the menagerie at home. My babies? Yes. I have two black labs, Magnum and Jade. Uh-huh. Love of my lives. They are little swimming fiends. So uh, <laughs> I have my own little share of uh, quirky behaviors with them. Um, so it's always a always a fun challenge to balance mom and doctor. <laughs> How old are they? Um, eight years and ten years. Wow. They probably yeah. keep you busy. I understand labs uh, have a tendency to do that. Yeah, they're like perpetual three-year-olds, so, you know, we just kind of live with it. <laughs> ah, the life we've selected, we love it, and we love them all. They give us that unconditional love. Bobby is working on news. She has story a story about that five-legged chihuahua that's now a four-legged chihuahua. I thought that was going to be the end of the story. Yeah. Apparently, still uh, continues dragging on news, and that's coming up in just a few minutes. First, we have Steve on the phone. Hi, Steve. How are you? Hey, I'm better than I deserve. How are you? Very good, very good. How can we help you today? Well, sir, uh, I, I'm a recent listener to you. I got, uh, I'm got a cross-country driver, and I found you on on XM. Welcome. Thanks. And, uh, see, I have a uh, an old racetrack hound. He's been to more racetracks. He's a motorcycle racetrack hound. He's a 14-year-old Australian shepherd, a purebred. Mm. Okay. Uh, almost, almost 15. And uh, I'm having a problem with him with his hind legs. Like, uh, almost like he, he'll go down like three steps, he'll go down, but then he won't come up. The front, the front legs will want to come up, but the back legs just don't want to. And I'm wondering whether it's age or can, can I, is there a, you know, I don't really give him drugs. I give him top notch, uh, organic food. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, he, he's a person. He, he, <laughs> yeah. Well, Steve, has this been something that's been kind of gradual coming on, or is this a more of an all of a sudden thing? Kind of gradual, and it it runs in spurts. Like uh, a couple of days, I'm, like I said, I drive cross country, so the wife notices it a whole lot more. I I just recently did that a year ago, so otherwise I was with him all the time. And uh, but it, it's mm-hmm. within the last, he'll he'll be fine for days, and then he's got a bad day. Okay. And then he's well, fine. Like when I come the, home, when I come home and he sees me, he's like, you know, four years, ten years younger because he's all excited. <laughs> I don't know if that's adrenaline or you know what. Oh, but, partly adrenaline, yeah, and part of that is just you know love for the the human in the home. I mean, that's just that's what they're here for. You know, that's their job, so they stand to attention um, when their duty calls. So it does make it hard to interpret their behavior in those situations. Um, but if you are seeing some problems with that back end, there's a couple 
questions um, that I'd have for what's going on with him. And when dogs do this, sometimes it can be a problem where we have arthritis, degenerative changes, where it causes pain. And we have a cycle with that where it causes pain. So, you know, the the dog doesn't really use those muscles as as well as they used to. So that might be a start off like a kind of a crouch gait, maybe a stiff walk. And that can actually progress to where those muscles get weaker because they're not getting used as they were when the, the dog was younger. So you start off with some maybe arthritic pain that moves to a disuse atrophy basically and then we have more weakness so we could have something like that however it, it, if this is something that's a little bit more dramatic where we're actually dragging the legs then I worry about the um, nerve function there so and sometimes we do have spine problems that can cause um, an inability to use those legs, basically a paralysis. So in your situation, I'm, I can't really say exactly which way we're going, um, but regardless, I'd say I would get your baby to a vet because if we are dealing with an arthritis situation, you'd, you'd be surprised at the different things that can be tried, anything from arthritis medications to supplements, even acupuncture can be very helpful for these older guys to get get along. So um, there might be some things we can try to see if he's still got some get up and go in that back end. Well, and I, I think the important. I was just thinking what makes I'm I'm a big person on common sense, and he used to be really active when I wasn't on the truck. He'd go with me everywhere. He he'd jump and he'd uh, you know he'd, he'd jump in the pickup truck, whatever, and go with me everywhere. Now. Mm-hmm basically kept in the house and only left out you know like three times a day so he's not getting all that exercise so like you just said the stiffness of not using the the back legs alone all the exercise and everything could be stiffening up sure sure and and i wouldn't advocate getting this guy out and asking him to go running around because very likely at his age we do need to address um some chronic pain with him but it might help if we do that and you know try to work on getting him active or at least mentally active because that means a big deal but the thing i'm going to say steve is that you know i I would want you to be realistic And, and we are looking at a dog who's in his double digit years and there's always a point where there's things we can try and then there's things that we can't help and um, I would do my best to encourage you to to investigate that possibility and if it is determined that there's not that many options or we feel that you know he is in pain or suffering or we can't help him you know that it it hurts but that's when we have to be called in to really kind of stand there and and be their advocate so um, you know nobody likes to think about this conversation so I don't want to bring everyone down but it it is something that I always try to keep my mind on um, and not put the pet through through more than he really deserves. Uh, that that when you brought up the question of pain, that's my other thought. How do you tell? Wouldn't wouldn't he make some kind of a? You know that that's what I'm saying. He doesn't look. I've seen it happen. Yeah. But he doesn't look like he's in any pain. He doesn't wince. He doesn't make a bunch any noise. He doesn't. So that's yeah. My, and and if we wait for. If we wait for either the verbal or the obvious cues of pain, we're going to miss it way too late. So really for an older pet, and if we're talking about how are they feeling, is there some chronic pain, we look at things like their mobility. If you snap your hands, open a door, uh, make a loud noise, get them up on their feet. If it takes a couple seconds to get up, that is some pain. You're not going to hear them cry about it, but you'll see it kind of visibly if there's like a little effort to getting up. 
We may see changes in appetite, and then we may see other things. So they may not have as much human interaction. We may not be as entertained when people come around. But really, if we're waiting for that cry or the um, you know the signs of not getting up, we've actually missed a very important period of their time where um, you know we can help some of that pain. So um, I would definitely say you know let let's have this guy evaluated, and and I would really see if we can do something for him. Um, and if not, then you know we're the advocate for his best care. So, thank you so much for your call, Steve, and and I wish the best for your baby. And uh, you know we hope he gets up on those feet and and moving. Senior pets can have a great life, and they're here for us. So we need to take good care of them. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Greg Rickhart from The Young and the Restless on Animal Radio, encouraging you to spay and neuter your pets. Thank you guys so much. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard canine dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Hi, this is Bill Marr. Every year, millions of animals wander away from home, and tragically, most are never reunited with their family. Now there's a way to help a stray animal find its way home. It's called Pets 911. Simply call 1-888-PETS-911 and do your part to help ensure a better future for our animal friends. For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. <laughs> Hi, this is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio. And do not forget, stay in neuter. This is Animal Radio. Animal Radio coming at you with the party animal. That's me, Vinny Penn, and nice to be back here doing kind of a part two. If you were listening to last week's installment of the party animal, you know that my daughter's goldfish, Betty, was either murdered or killed herself or just died of natural causes. She was a year old, maybe a little over a year, actually. It's not like we bought her and watched her hatch from a goldfish egg. Do they hatch from eggs? I don't really know. Nonetheless, my daughter has now decided what she wants her new pet to be, and it is the natural evolution. It is what you would think the next animal would be after having a goldfish, and that's a horse. 
Yes, a horse. I don't know where this guy. I don't know. I don't even know where where does she, where she thinks we're going to put it. Uh, the horse. Uh, well, we do have a two car garage. I guess that's rather extravagant to a six year old. There's some show she watches on the BBC where snobbish. Uh, British equestrians fight over who gets to ride cal- who gets to ride calico today. Calico is my horse, Don. You mine. And now all of a sudden, my daughter Stella thinks she can take care of a horse, ride a horse. When uh, what comes out of a horse is twice the size of her. But yes, uh, her goldfish died, and she, and I said to her, well. It, we can move on. What's the next pet you would like? Are we ready? Uh, to uh, Is the family ready for a dog? I still didn't really recover from the passing of my last dog, but for my kids, I will. And she's like, I, I think I kind of know what's next. I'm like, uh-oh, is it going to be a cat? I'm not that, you know, I, I've had some friends with cats that I love, but I was a little bit worried it was going to be a cat. And she goes, a horsey. Okay, let's go down to the horse store and, and pick out a horse. And what's the name for it? And, of course, Stella, ever creative with her names for horses, was, well, I just said, horsey. So, yes, um, when the time comes and we're in the bigger house, and if this passion continues, thanks to that snobbish BBC series, Vinnie Penn, your party animal, will be the owner of Horsey the Horse. See you next week. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. It's Animal Radio. The whole gang is here. I'm Hal, the alpha dog. Oh, I'm Judy. I'm the cat. I rule the the roost. (laughs) How does that work here? Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, as well as uh, Vinnie Penn, animal communicator, Joy Turner, Susan Sims, and Bobby. The whole gang here. We celebrate our connection with our pets every weekend. And remember, everything we talk about at AnimalRadio.com. If you need to get your fix during the week, you can listen to past shows, or you can, uh, if you need to research any medical issues, whatever. It's all over there at AnimalRadio.com, including adoptable animals. If you just want to look at some cute pictures of animals located in your area looking for a home, go for it, sucker. AnimalRadio.com is uh, is the website. Which line are we going to? Jeff. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you all today? Good. Where are you calling from? Uh, Right now, I'm calling from my big truck rolling down the highway. (laughs) Your big truck rolling down the highway? Uh, Yeah. I'm a truck driver. I'm in South Texas right now rolling down the highway. Okay. Do you travel with your pet? Uh, yeah, I've got a two-year-old Ori Pay, and she is prone for some reason to ear infections. We put it seems like every month she ends up with an ear infection. We mm-hmm. put her on antibiotics uh, from our local vet, and ear drops in her ears. We we don't get water in her her ears. We don't let her swim. When we give her a bath, we put cotton in them uh, to keep the water out, but just seems like we can't get rid of them completely, and it goes from one ear to the other. It, sometimes okay. she gets them in both ears. Sometimes it'll just be the right one. Sometimes it'll just be the left one. But for the last year, we've been fighting these ear infections, and me and my wife was just wanting to know if uh, Dr. Debbie had any qu- any answers for us as to what we could do. What do you think, Doc? 
Oh, there's definitely some suggestions in it. But first I want to go back. I didn't quite hear. What breed is she? She's an Ori Pay. Uh, is that related to a Sharpay? Yeah, she's, I, uh, she's an actual registered breed. She's half Pug, wow. half Sharpay. Never heard oh, of okay. that. Okay, yeah. I, I had to get back a, a little explanation on that one. Okay, so she's definitely coming from two breed backgrounds where ear infections are not uncommon. And uh, definitely, especially on the Sharpay, we have some special problems with their ear anatomy that make it even trickier to deal with. So uh, chronic ear infections, the ones that come back, the first thing that I like to do is back up and say, okay, have we really looked at all of the things that we think could be causing this? And if you've already looked at things like the swimming potential, things like that, that's great. But there are some other things that can relate to um, to ear infections. And the first one that always pops in my head is food allergies or seasonal allergies. Those things can actually influence and cause the potential for ear infections in a lot of dogs. So it may seem like the ear infection is the real problem, but there's an underlying allergy. So I wouldn't hesitate to get your baby on a special hypoallergenic food. And especially if I see ear infections recurrent in a young dog, I really look at food allergy. I take that possibility very seriously. Um, so there are special allergy. diets. I'm sorry? Okay, because we feeders, we feeders science diet and have mm-hmm. since day one. Yeah, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but if we're investigating the possibility of a food allergy, hard to test for, and what we actually do is called a food trial. So we put her on a special food, hypoallergenic, and we do that for six to eight weeks, and we look to see if some of the other signs that are going on in their body, if those are improving. If it's limited to ear infections, that's what we watch. If she's having ear and skin problems, we watch that. If there's diarrhea, other problems, we watch that as long, uh, along with the ears. But that would be something I would really look at for her. Now, the other thing is that um, as far as I'm all about combined approaches for ear infections, so I like topicals. I don't think you can get away from that, but I do like to address things from other directions. And for if we have yeast infections, I put them on pill form of yeast infections. So so that we can complement an ointment or a drop that we're putting in the ear. And I find that sometimes if we just do drops, we're just really coming one, one approach at it, and it really um, isn't always effective for these chronic ears. Um, but I think the allergy part is going to be a huge thing that I'd really, really look at for her. Um, and then I did mention something about sharp haze, and it's hard because I can't see your baby's ear, but sharp haze kind of have those kind of squishy little yeah. ears, and their, their ear canals can be just genetically very narrow, and that can it pose is. some real... Okay, so she... she has very narrow ear channels. Okay. So for a lot of breeds that have that, one thing that I like to do is actually a surgery. It's a surgery called a lateral ear resection, and it we basically what we... Yeah, what we do is we actually remove part of the outer part of the ear canal, and it gives you, as the pet owner, an easier way to medicate the deeper part of the ear. And it actually is a wonderful step for pets that have um, chronic ear infections. I like to investigate the allergy part first, because no matter what you do, um, if there's an allergy, the surgery is only going to be partially of benefit. So um, that would probably be something secondary down the road that I would look at. We've heard of that surgery but we mm-hmm. heard that it was very, very gross to, when they cut that part of the ear out and that it was very hard on the dog and it was, uh, it just really looked nasty when they okay. done that surgery. I mean, you know, you don't, 
it's hard for me to explain, but uh, sure, sure. And as far it as does the take... food allergy, I, I'll be honest, I, I spoil her freaking rotten. I let her <laughs> eat. If I'm eating it, she's eating it. I don't care if it's ice cream. It don't matter. So I should stop probably doing that, huh? Yeah, if you're going to embrace that approach and try a food trial. So um, what that basically means is once we get your baby on a special diet, we can't add in other foodstuffs because it just negates the whole effort. Um, so you'll waste time, money, and you really get a false sense that it's not working if everyone in the household's not on board. So that would be something I'd make sure everyone's ready to embrace. And if you can do it, it's a great thing. And, um, you know, food is medicine in some cases. And I would definitely say that might be the situation there. Now, going back to the surgery, um, there's different ear surgeries. The lateral ear opening is the simpler approach, and it's not something I'd say is horribly uncomfortable for the pet. Once they get past that surgery, it can be a wonderful um, kind of almost a liberating feeling to have good good feeling ears. There's more advanced surgeries. Lateral ear canal resection is the form of Lateral words. ear canal resection. Refraction. Resection. Cutting away, you resect it. There are more difficult surgeries where the whole ear canal is taken out. I'm not talking about that. That is a more radical end-stage surgery, so that's not what we're talking about. Now, I agree that it does change the appearance, this lateral ear canal resection. Um, But if it's a therapy that um, helps your pet, um, I think it's just a matter of getting used to a different look. And all we're talking is about a strip about, you know, a centimeter and a half wide by maybe four centimeters that's going to look different on the ear. Um, So I've done it on a lot of breeds that um, aren't typical ear infection dogs like poodles. And um, it helps if the ears are flop because you don't see it as much. But in a prick ear or an erect ear dog, um, there's no reason that you can't get used to it. It's really not that unsettling. And, um, you know, it can really have its place, especially in the Sharpay breed. So I'd consider that. Okay. Okay. Well, hopefully that's of some help for you. And, uh, gosh, those ear infections, they are a booger to deal with. So um, I feel your pain here, Jeff, and hopefully that could give you some help. This is Dr. Debbie at Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, Hello? Hello? Can you hear me now? In Germany, birds have been found to be imitating ringtones on cell phones. Ornithologists believe it has something to do with the new green areas becoming popular in urban settings. The birds move in and are introduced to the sounds of the city. Many of the more common ringtones are actually imitations of bird calls, so the birds in some instances are mimicking other types of birds. Birds use their call to find a mate, mark their territory, or scare off danger. They may add these ringtones to their vocabulary, but they never lose their ability to call in their native tongue. Stop calling me! Stop calling me here! I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. On the show we have uh, Doc Halligan. Yay. What was the show? She was Groomer has Groomer a, has a She's one of the judges. Yes, and oh, she has yeah. the twenty foods your dog should not eat. Never okay. eat. Get your crayons ready. 
I'm, I, know I was surprised at the first one. Really? Yeah. Is it is it not chocolate? I, I don't know if she listed them in chocolate. order, but uh, no, I was surprised that it even made the list, actually. Oh, you'll have to be listening oh. for that. That's what right. we call forced listenership here at Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Lily, the formerly five-legged Chihuahua mix puppy from North Carolina, is making a full recovery from surgery to make her four-legged. And while she's no longer a freak, the owner of a freak show in New York who wanted to buy her isn't giving up. Slimy McBag, that's just my nickname for him, folks, says he's taking this to court and being an alleged media whore, the freak show owner wants his case heard on a TV court program. Judge Janine Pirro will hear the case of the freak show owner who's suing the original owner for $4,000. The original owner told the Charlotte Observer he refunded the freak show owner's deposit and never signed a contract over Lily's ownership. Program is set to air September 21st. Check your local listings. And does your Pelican have a cell phone? Mm. Well, one at the top. Yeah, <laughs> Pelican cell phone. You heard that right. Mm. One of the Totfoss Park Zoo in Idaho Falls. I hope I pronounced that right. You guys does or he did. Visitors alerted zookeepers that they'd seen several pelicans playing with a cell phone that apparently got accidentally dropped into their enclosure. The keepers couldn't get there in time to stop one of the birds from swallowing the phone. Zoo veterinarians were considering x-raying the entire flock to determine just who gulped it. But thankfully, the bird in question coughed it up. (laughs) Zoo Superintendent (laughs) Bill Gersond told Idaho Falls KIDK, quote, luckily the bird regurgitated it so it didn't harm him, end quote. Surprisingly enough, the owner hasn't come forward to claim it just yet. Oh. Would you really want that phone back? No, I mean, I'd pass. I ask you that question, one and all. And did you know in Michigan it's against the law to heckle, irk, vex, bother, tease, or annoy a police dog? <laughs> a man found that out last week when he began barking and shouting at a police dog inside a cruiser. The Associated Press story said the man approached the patrol car and, quote, began to torment, end quote, their canine officer. Police arrested the barking man and charged him with disorderly conduct. He was really later released on bond. Oh. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? You have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think without bankruptcy, and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential, and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Celebrating our connection with our pets. 
from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I noticed Dr. Debbie eyeing the Celestron spotting scope for the summer giveaway. That's a nice scope oh, yeah. there. You like that, huh? yeah. I do. We do a lot of hiking, so that would be really cool. Well, you can check out all the wildlife that you see there. Of course, you can't win. And uh, sorry yeah, about that. Yeah, we already tried. I know. They won't let us. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. She always comes in and she snaps her rubber gloves. i got to tell you, that <laughs> freaks me out every time you do that. It is a way to get attention, it and really, everyone really looks. Does. It really does. Uh, Bobby uh, Hill working on news in just a few minutes. Susan Sims, uh, animal communicator Joy Turner, if that's your thing. Vinnie Penn, all here to celebrate our connection with our pets along with Tina. Hi, Tina. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, and it's such a pleasure to talk to y'all. Yeah. Uh, but before I start about my main question, last uh-huh. week, Dr. Debbie had a caller uh-huh. call in about birds that he couldn't get off his patio area, and oh, they yeah. were messing everything yeah. up and all. And I have a wonderful solution that I heard on another program. Take CDs. Ah. You know, the shiny, yes. and you ah. just tie them up with a fish, uh, a fishing wire or uh-huh. a fishing line and hang them from the ceiling. If he has them already nesting, he can hang them right over where they nest. They won't like it. It reflects light, and, of course, if the wind or breeze is blowing on them, it makes them move. Sure. And so, therefore, the birds move. Yeah. You know what? We also had another caller call in and say, try those rubber snakes that you find in the toy store. Hang some yeah. of those rubber snakes over the rafters, and that might scare them <laughs> away, hey. too. Those are all great that ideas. I like it. Yeah, my luck, that, that rubber snake would fall down on my shoulder or something, and I would have the heart attack. <laughs> so what's going on with your pets? Well, I have this wonderful friendly, extremely friendly little Yorkie. Mm-hmm. And she I, she makes me feel like she's a traitor sometimes. She'll run to just anybody. But the first thing she does <laughs> is start licking them. Okay. And it drives my sister and my mother nuts. And of course, I like it. I put lotion on my feet and I get a foot massage. <laughs> <laughs> that grosses me out. I'm sorry. I love it. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't know if maybe something's missing in her diet. You can't pet her without her trying to reciprocate by giving you kisses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and some dogs do have a real high lick um, behavior. And, you know, sometimes we think it's because they are grooming us or sharing our scent. Um, although in a lot of dogs, and especially a lot of little dogs, this can become um, a behavior problem. So if it's not a problem for you, that's okay. But it can become um, obsessive-compulsive. And in a lot of dogs, it can also have a component of attention-seeking. So, you know, kind of the way she greets you is by licking you. And uh-huh. if that if that's how your physical interaction starts, that's how she cues you that she wants your attention. So if you don't want that behavior, we would teach her not to, you would actually train yourself not to respond to her licking and her um, attention-seeking behavior. If you're perfectly fine with it, hey, cool. I can't stand well, the licking thing. It drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. She doesn't do it to me all the time unless I have on a lotion or something. I'm a truck driver, so as I'm driving, if she's wanting to go to the bathroom or something, she's very vocal. She'll, but she'll also come and sit in my lap. All right, girls, be quiet. 
She'll come and sit in my lap, and uh, then she'll stand up, and she'll put one palm one side of my neck and the other palm the other side, and she'll press her little face up against mine, giving me a hug. And I adore it. I can't get her to do it to show anyone else what she does. I'm not driving. She won't do it. You know, it's like, hey, Mom, stop, would you? I mean, I, I can read what she's trying to tell me most of the time. And uh, but my sister, when she comes over to watch TV with me or something, she runs up, gets in her lap, and the first thing she wants to do is try and lick her in the face or lick her on the hand. Yeah. And, and it drives them nuts. But she doesn't do that to me, so I, right. I don't have a, a means. Of, and do I blow in her face? Well, and I gotta ask you honestly, Tina, do you want this behavior to stop? Because you can't stop it for just your visitors. It has to stop and you have to control Cold turkey, now. right? Well, I mean, oh, no. we really have to make a, we may have to make a decision in the household. Um, if you are rewarding every time she puts her paws on your shoulder and she's, you know, kissing you, you are positively reinforcing that behavior so that she's going to likely do that for somebody else. So we can't ask her, we can't change the rules on her and say, you can do it for me, but you can't do it for anybody else. So no. if, if it's creating a problem and you want to fix it, I can help you with that. And there's some things we can do like this, you know, uh, decreasing the attention and the response that you're giving her with that and there are some dogs that will even this can be an OCD kind of problem and we will put them on medications and work on some behavioral pattern training but it really has to start with you and, and you tell me if it's something you want to work on or just kind of put her away when you have visitors no I'll just let them suffer <laughs> <laughs> you know if they don't like it they can leave okay uh. I, I think that's good I think that's good but let's say there's somebody that's listening that wants to put an end to that how would you put an end to that doc well uh. I would I definitely say that I would not allow her to demand our attention. We give the we give the attention to the dog when we want to. We don't let them cue us for that. So there's no barking, there's no digging, no scratching, no licking for any physical attention. You do not pick up a pet when they do those things. You make them sit calmly and rest quietly. Then you pick them up. Then you give then you can give love. It's not that you can't give love, but you have to be the one that directs that behavior and tells them when it's time. And if it's yeah. really crazy and I have some dogs, I do put on behavior medicine like Prozac, believe it or not, clomipramine. Some of these medicines can help, especially if they're licking tables, they're licking chairs, they're licking people, they're licking everything. Some of those pets do yeah. need some um, help in other ways. So you know, that's how I do. Doing it, I think she's just, just doing it to show affection. We live together 24-7 in a very small, you know, I'm in a truck driver, so she lives mm-hmm. in the cab with me. And uh, she's also a good telltale because my other dog has eye infection. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I can tell when Jackie's going to get one because Lulu starts cleaning her eye. You know, mm-hmm. Lulu cleans yeah. her up. She's she's become the dominant of the two dogs, even though Jackie's older and bigger. I, I like I said, she doesn't do that to me. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't really lick me unless I have a lotion on. But it's when she's greeting other people that she's sure. doing it. 
This is where training training always starts with the, the primary human in the home. So, um, you know, I'm not going to ever blame a behavior on a dog because we have to be the ones that direct that behavior and lead to the change. So Lulu's a smart little girl, and she is enjoying human contact. Not to say that's a bad thing, but it can become a little bit overloved at a time. So hopefully that might be of some help. And thank you for your call, Tina. We appreciate you listening. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio at one 405 8405. Go lick her back. That's what I'm thinking. Go yeah. get Lulu. Well, you know, we have an animal here like that that likes to lick, but it's our cat. I like it. He likes to lick. You go to pet him and he has to lick. And if you go past his head and go down his back, he grabs your wrist and brings it back up to his face so he can lick your hand. We're crazy, I tell you. Yeah. Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We have perhaps the most experienced team in the industry. We've negotiated and settled over $150 million of debt for people just like you. If you have over $12,000 of credit card debt, call right now for a free consultation. Debt Settlement USA built its reputation on one simple fact. We help our clients cut their debt. Find out how we can help you reduce your balances and your monthly payments. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Is your dog a lucky dog? My dog is. She eats lucky dog cuisine. Home-cooked meals that come straight to my door. Give your dog the same natural ingredients you would if you had the time to cook for them every day. Feed your dog what Animal Radio feeds their Lucky Dog. Lucky Dog Cuisine. Great ingredients, no preservatives, straight from Lucky Dog's kitchen to your freezer. Visit LuckyDogCuisine.com for tail-wagging home-cooked meals made with love. LuckyDogCuisine.com. That's LuckyDogCuisine.com. Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in classic cuts by music my pet the principal performer for disney's baby einstein has created classic cuts with special sounds to help calm soothe and relax your pet a calm pet is a happy pet to order your classic cuts visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM this is animal radio animal radio's summer giveaway Great gifts from Celestron, Litter Robot, Bissell, Disney, Pixar, G-Force goodies, all being protected and guarded by the studio stunt dog, whose name I won't mention because it simply consumes a lot of time. <laughs> and she's not guarding the prizes. She's just guarding you to keep you out of them. The whole gang is here except Vlade. He's out uh, this week, but Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vinnie Pan and animal communicator Joey Turner. Bobby working on news over there about that chihuahua. You got some story about the chihuahua? The five-legged, we have yet four-legged. Another Lily update. Remember, she's she used to be five-legged. Now she's four-legged. Yes, but the drama continues. Ah. Twenty foods that you shouldn't feed your dog. Well, I know one of those foods must be chocolate. Everybody knows that. And oh, we yeah, decided to so. bring it's our bad. friend Doc Halligan in for this. Of course, she just finished another season of uh, Groomer, Groomer has, has it. it. 
And Yay! Uh, for you L.A. listeners listening on Coast or any of the stations around L.A., did you know that uh, she works down there at the SPCA? Yeah, she has a real job. They're intelligent people. Hey, Doc, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Okay, we know chocolate is obviously on your list. And I don't know where it is on your list, but these are the ideas, these are the foods that we need to keep away from our dogs, right? Right. Dark chocolate has an ingredient in it that their liver cannot metabolize, and they become hyperactive, and they can actually go into a seizure. Now, it does depend on the size of the dog, so it's dose-dependent. So, for example, a chihuahua eating an entire box of Baker's chocolate is going to have a severe problem mm. versus a Great Dane eating a bag of M&M's. Mm. But they'll probably still get diarrhea or stomach upset from the M&M's, but that's, you know, milk chocolate. Um, and so the best thing you should do is if you know your pet got into chocolate, call your vet or take them into the emergency clinic because we can make them vomit. Now, I was really surprised at the first item on the list, and I have to admit that I do feed my dog this on occasion. Which is that? That's ham. The ham. Oh. I know. Well, ham is is bad for a couple of reasons. One, it's very, very salty. And then it's just the fat content. It has a lot of fat in it, and that can lead to a life-threatening pancreatitis. And, you know, every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, every Easter, I worked in emergency for years, and we would just get all these poor pets coming in. Some of them didn't even make it. Bobby, you feed your uh, cat or Slater every once in a while. You'll give her bones. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yes, bones. Oh, ah! he, let's now let's put this correctly. He came in and stole the ah. chicken bones. It was little chicken wings. Were they cooked? And I tried but to does get that them. I, well, it does not, matter. The, the cooked ones are definitely worse than the raw bones. Really? Oh, there yeah, you go. Because they and try getting that away from a cat. Yeah, I can't do it. Yes, no, and the best thing to do is if your cat or dog gets into bones, to take them to the vet. I went on the Bonnie Hunt show right before she went to hiatus. I had a lovely four-minute segment that I was national. Love right? Bonnie I Hunt. I love Bonnie Chicago Hunt. Chicago, like me. Yeah. She's just fabulous. She gave me this great oh, segment. I saw she, that. She read my book and was very impressed. And, of course, I said, no bones, right? You would not believe the emails we got from these crazy people. Well, I give my dog bones. My dog's fine. He's never had a problem. You know, and I'm thinking, okay, well, you're playing Russian roulette because someday yeah. he is going to have a problem. It's Animal Radio. These are the 20 foods you should never feed your pet. We have Doc Halligan with us. We Number one was ham. Number two, bones. Number three, chocolate. When we return, more. <laughs> I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. America's most listened to pet talk is Animal Radio. Thank you so much for making us number one. one 405 I've never cared about being number one before, but I think that's, a, that's an accomplishment that Woo-hoo. I'd like to tout all. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's couldn't be done without Dr. Debbie or Vlade or Vinny or Joy or Susan or Bobby or Dr. Jim or Britt or even, yes, Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog. There she goes. Let the theme set there. There's... 
10 seconds of your life, you'll never get back. In radio. <laughs> litigation and law, that is. <laughs> Crazy stuff. <laughs> hey, we have Doc Halligan on the phone with us, and she's telling us the top 20 foods you should never feed your pet. Number one so far was ham, followed by bones, by chocolate. What's next, Doc? Well, alcohol, obviously it's not good for us. It's dangerous for your pets. They'll get intoxicated. The other pet peeve is milk and cheese. Ooh. Um, cheese. Everyone wants to give their dog cheese. Yeah, wait a second. I thought cheese was good for no, your dog. No, it's not good. For, it's not really good for people either. Um, it's too high in fat, and uh, it's hard for them to digest. Uh, onions and garlic. Uh, onions and garlic have an ingredient in it that is very toxic, which makes them, um, it, it damages their red blood cells. Now, I have two foods sitting right here in front of me that have garlic in them. Two dog foods that I get right uh, over right. the counter. What's that about? No, that's, garlic it is added as something to make it taste a certain way. is different than fresh garlic. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, you know, garlic as an additive in a dog or cat food to make it taste a certain way is okay. But but we're talking like raw onion or garlic. What about raisin and grapes? Raisin and grapes are very toxic, and they don't know what the ingredient is, but it causes kidney failure in animals. Within 24 hours, they can go into life-threatening kidney failure. Uh, the other surprising one for people is macadamia nuts. They they cause uh, weakness, um, difficulty walking, muscle tremors. They can get sick from just eating as few as six macadamia nuts. Um, avocados are too high in fat. Wow. And the pit is very toxic. Um, potato peels and green-looking potatoes have um, this substance called oxalate, which will affect their nervous system and make them get very sick. Um Moldy or spoiled food. You know, people think, oh, whatever they can. Ha- it's a dog, but right. you know, it's a dog. They, they can they can't ha- handle moldy or spoiled food. So, you know, look and see if your food has an expiration date, and don't use it past that. Okay. Um, the other surprising one for people is plums, peaches, pears, apricot pits, and apple cores. They have like something that mimics cyanide. And it makes them very, very sick. They can die from ingesting. And this is the core you're talking about. The core, not the flesh of the meat. The core. I've always heard that apple seeds. Those you should never eat those because they can make you. Yeah, exactly. They have this ingredient that mimics cyanide, and it's very toxic. Um, Yeast, though, people that it can expand in their stomach, and like we talked about the. Ham causing bloat. The dough can cause the bloat as well. Oh, okay. Um, mushrooms are toxic. Uh, rhubarb and tomato leaves or stems also have um, the substance that makes the dogs and cats really, really sick. But tomatoes themselves are okay? Yeah, the tomato part itself. I'm, we're talking about the, the leaves and the stems. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, tobacco is bad for them, and they will eat cigarette butts. So you can't leave tobacco laying around. Liver, if you give them too much liver, they can have vitamin A toxicity from too much liver. Fat is really dangerous because it causes a pancreatitis, and they can die from that. Um, And caffeine, obviously, is is not good. A lot of, you know, pretty much like someone asked me once, can I give my dog a double-double? And I'm like, do you think a double-double is good for you? I swear to God, right on camera. And I'm like, you know, it's not good for you. It's really not good for your pets. And if you want to cook for your pet, it's a lot of work, but there's boarded nutritionists that can guide you and formulate a recipe for you to be able to cook for your pet. So... Um, there is that option if you really want to cook for your pet. I hear a lot of people, they, they want to give their cat tuna. Yeah, and tuna fish is very dangerous for uh, 
cats in large amounts because it's missing taurine, which is an essential amino acid for cats' heart muscles. So they will actually go into heart failure if they eat a lot of tuna fish. A few minutes ago, a guy called in. He said his dog likes to have a can of Fancy Feast cat food every once in a while. Yeah, not It's too high in protein for the dog. Is dog it for a treat or for regular food? Is, no, you really shouldn't use it. And okay. It's, see, cats are true carnivores, so okay. they have a very high protein requirement, unlike dogs, which are omnivores. So cat food is too rich for dogs. And dog food doesn't have enough protein for cats. Okay, so the guy that just called in and I said it was okay for a treat? Nope. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Uh, forget it. it. Nope. I'll be fired after the show no. today. Okay, I use a, a cat treat, which is a, well, it's not even a treat. It's a cat food. Well, it's a the little, wellness. The wellness cat food. They're little little yep. bits Those of pieces. Are good for cats. Right. Well, I, my dog loves them, and I use them to train her. Is that bad? Is that yes, bad? Yes, it is. You should, oh. yeah, you should oh, use geez. dog treats for your, how old is your dog? She just turned one. Yeah, you should use dog treats, and also treats should be less than 10% of their daily intake. <laughs> so break a little piece off. You know, like people will give them the whole treat, and the trainers, you know, when they're using lots of treats, you just yeah. give them a little piece. Well, these are real tiny little cat kit bits, real tiny yeah, that I, I give her when she... do that anymore. I wouldn't. Jeez. I really would Doc Halligan says don't do it. You know it's not good. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Doc, are we going to look for you on another season of Groomer? Is that, What's going to happen there? You know what? I don't know that we're going to be back for a third season. Oh, I think no. with the economy... Um, it was a very expensive show. We had Jay uh, Rodriguez and the three mm-hmm. judges. So, yeah, um, but... I work a lot cheaper than Jay. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I am to continuing to do Dogs and Cats 101. I just did the uh, World's dog, Ugliest Dog Contest as a judge. Uh-huh. So that's going to be airing in September. So um, Was it an uh, ugly dog this year? Did we it, have it? it was. It was a very ugly dog. It just went on Regis and Kelly. Its name is Paps. And it was a boxer mix with a severe underbite. Oh. Uh, and it was very ugly. <laughs> so, um, Sorry. So ugly, it was cute. And probably will make a lot of money from that, too. Get a lot of kibble from it. It probably, yes, I think it, and it got a modeling contract. Ooh. Ooh. There, you, there you go. Ugly is the new thing. It okay? really is. There it, you go, Hal. I'm right around the corner. Hal. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you guys are fabulous. You're number one in my book. Thanks for having me on. Let's give out the website. It's Doc Halligan. Dot com And that's with two L's. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Doc, thanks so much for joining us. Okay, thanks so much for having me. This is Animal Radio Network.